The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the beautiful people over at patreon.com slash PSVG, especially Edwin Callow, Coach Hulk, Barry Cathcart, Chris M., Paul Calico, and Kyle Heyman. But a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters at any level. But if you do decide to join up and sign up and and, and fund this uh, pirate ship, I guess. I was going to say Underground Railroad, but that's probably not appropriate. So just to go pirate ship. Um, you get some benefits, believe it or not, besides getting to support us and encouraging us to do more things that we probably shouldn't be doing in the first place. So take that for what it's worth. You get access to our exclusive PSVG DLC uh rss feed to get you more podcast content that's exclusive just for you including our unrated psvg dlc show uh arcadia academia and kevin hates everything as soon as uh, carolina and myself stop being lazy and get back on board with doing this and the new board with everything which i am truly enjoying from uh josh and kyle over at board with everything but it also gets you access to our exclusive patreon chat room in the discord called the battle pass and of course our undying love and eternal gratitude to get in on all the action and to help support us head on over to patreon.com slash psvg we have one last thing to announce if you heard on board of the video games donnie won the metafall contest he is actually taking only half the prize and he's giving the other 30 dollars to amazon credit to a patreon supporter so Lucas, Lucas, are you here? <clears throat> yeah, you what? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I need the machine. <gasps> you need the machine here. Hold on. Here's the machine. Okay, we we need to like turn it on and use it. Pull pull a name. I I don't know how to do that. Hold on, let me look for the instruction manual. Okay, the English ones this time. What? I thought you were Spanish speaking. N- no yeah. habla español, señor. Okay, I found them. Uh, it says right here, step one, push on off button once to turn on. Okay. It's on. Okay. Now now we need to pull a name from all of those thousands and thousands of people who support us on Patreon. We need one. Just one. Just one? Just one. Okay. Here, let me just type in. We just need... One name. Enter. All right. All right. And it's it's Callow. So Callow, reach out to Donnie. Say, Donnie, where's my money? And if he gives you any lip, just slap him right in the mouth. With right a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, Callow's got knives. I wouldn't say use those. So yeah, just, just slap him. You can use a bat. That's fine. Say, B better have my money by monday when i hear this episode b arthur yes b arthur ah okay she better have callow's money that cash callow right now is googling who b arthur is to find out why she has his money right now he's also googling knives to buy with the money (laughs) does amazon sell knives i think they do so all right well anyway thank you callow for your support we love you bro uh but now let's head on to this week's episode of psbg prime Hello, 
everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, as always, is the doorbuster to my Black Friday sale, Mr. Lucas Rose. Greetings. So, so did did you did you do any Black Friday shopping at all? Uh, inadvertently, but not oh. on purpose. I had to run out to the the store, and I went, "Oh, it's Black Friday, <laughs> isn't it?" So I'm like, you know, it's like 1.30 p.m. It should be fine, yeah. right? And I went to Target and it the parking lot was full, but it actually wasn't really that bad. It wasn't okay. it wasn't like jingle all the way levels of crazy or anything. It was just fairly like normal. Well, it was busy for Target because nobody really like people can be at Target, but mm-hmm. somehow it's never busy. I don't yeah. understand that. Yep. Um, but yeah, there were people in the aisles, but it w- nobody was like given the people's elbow or body slam from the top shelves or anything like that. That's a shame. Did you get your turbo man? I did. I did okay. actually a uh, special edition signed by turbo man himself. You didn't, have to wrestle, you didn't have to wrestle Sinbad for it or anything though. Right? <laughs> well, I didn't have to, I chose to <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah. So that, that was a nod to uh, if, if you're not a Patreon supporter, as we mentioned at the top of the show here, um, the latest episode of PSVG DLC came out today where we took uh, myself, uh, Dev, Josh and Nathan, all Best Buy survivors. And we, we told some tales of the woes of Black Friday. So had to nod to that. I, I for the first time, I think ever since my I was old enough to work, I did not participate in Black Friday in any way, shape or form. Wow. So for years, you know, I had to work in retail and I had to be there. And then ever since then, I typically ran out and did some shopping. But the the, the skills of, of being working in retail for so long allowed me to be the the perfect Black Friday shopper where I could read an ad, say, OK, this is going to be located here in the building. I will go this way. I will get in and out and be home like that's how I was precision strikes. Um, so I'd always be able to get what I needed and get out and be home by like 2 a.m. Like no problem. So nice. Didn't have to do it this year, though. I said, I'm not buying anything. My my Christmas shopping is pretty much done, uh, except for a couple of um, relatives. But like the kids are done. So like that's that's the hardest part. So did not need to run out and do anything at all. So it's all good. Um, but yeah, so Thanksgiving good. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, like I said, I think I said before, it's pretty mm-hmm. low key. So it's not like it was a huge deal. I did. Oh, okay, probably the worst thing was no two bad things. One was the pie that my mother brought was frozen and she left it out in her car while she worked and it defrosted a little bit. So when I opened <laughs> it, it was this like unlevel half defrosted like pumpkin on one edge and just crust plain crust on the other. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, well, we clearly have to level this out. So my, my idea was to just let it warm up in the oven for like five minutes and then kind of do a scooping maneuver to kind (laughs) of get the rest of the pumpkin back together. But once the pumpkin is on the crust, it's all over. That's going to burn. You, you, Hmm. there's no, saving that at all no and that's what happened so i posted a picture in the discord of (laughs) that of that awesome nailed it moment there (laughs) and then also i think i'm gonna have to start taking the turkey out like three weeks ahead of time of the oh it takes forever it's i think it just turns your regular refrigerator into a freezer when you put your frozen turkey in there because it never dethawed no dethawed (laughs) or unthawed thawed thought i don't know is it dethaw or thaw just thaw <laughs> i've always said dethaw it's defrosted else... or defrosted. thawed <laughs> but yeah i mean i 
you're right. It, it seems to take forever. But then I guess if you if you think of it this way, you taking a giant like ice cube and sticking it already side in a cold place, it's going to take longer to then warm up. Yeah, I guess. And you're probably like extra freezing everything else in your refrigerator by having that in there. Well, and they there's so much like food safety warning and mm-hmm. stuff that they're like, well, you can't let meat sit out on the kitchen counter. But nope. it's like, well, it doesn't defrost then. So exactly. when we went to I tried to remove the innards that they leave in there for. Mm. no, I don't know why. Fun times. Just an, <laughs> yeah. So that you can remove it. And it's just like this solid frozen block. It took like an extra 45 minutes to cook. It was it all, it all turned out OK in the end. But it was just like, come on, we're not even making that much here. And it's already you know, all getting messed up, but uh, yeah. all in all, it was pretty good. So. That was good. 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 Mine, mine was, was a little more. Yeah. Mine was a little key. It was um, a lot less people than I was used to. And I didn't know that going into it. I was like, um, you know, went to my wife's side of the family for Thanksgiving as we typically do. And normally it's like 30 people. Like it's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, Christmas Eve is the same thing. It's probably even worse on Christmas Eve. But so, you know, I asked my wife, I was like, oh, you know, who's heading over there? Because I found out my uncle, well, her uncle, was doing a 30-pound turkey. What? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they just remodeled their kitchen. So, they have, like, the double oven and one's a confectionery oven. And you it cooks turkeys faster or whatever. That but you got is, a 30-pound turkey. That is two turkeys put together of what I cooked. Yes. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, well, normally they actually do two turkeys. They do one in, yeah. like, the afternoon. You do another turkey later on because the amount of people. So, like, we eat twice because we're gluttons. Um, that's what Americans do. Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, well, how many people are going? And she's like, oh, there's only 18 of us this year. I'm like, wow, that seems like that's really small in my head. Cause I'm like, well, my family just in my house is five. I was like, yeah. then my in-laws are another two. And then my sister-in-law and her kids, that's another three. So that's 10 of us right there. I'm like, you know, it turned out like half the family it's didn't even go. So it was super, <laughs> yeah, it was like super calm and quiet. I was like, oh, this is nice. So like that's Christmas like, Eve be like this now too. Like no, that's like two but. pounds of turkey per person almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there a eat, lot of leftovers. Did you eat two pounds of turkey? No. Well, let's no. just I mean, nobody eats the dark meat. That's the gross part of the turkey. It's true. It's true. Yuck. Yeah. And you probably had 15 pounds of it because of the, the size <laughs> of that turkey. So, it was like 10 usable to- pounds yeah. on a 30 pound turkey. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was really good. So I, I can't complain. It was low key. So it was nice relaxing. And then today was a pretty chill day for the most part. Over. I had to go back to work, though, so. But most people, well, most people take today as a vacation day anyway. And I'm like, well, I just won't waste the vacation day. I'll just go to work and do nothing. So that's what I did. Like it was, was, it was a catch up day. Like, you know, respond to a lot of emails, did a lot of like back catalog work I had to do. So it was was a little bit easier because there was nobody disturbing me at all. So you just went and hanged out, hung out in the office, hanged out. Not at all. Hang out, took my pants off because nobody else was there. It's true. Should have just showed up and so they should make sweatpants that look like suit pants. I'm sure they have to. There's, There's no got to be Callow. Buy that with your Amazon credit you won earlier. <laughs> dress sweatpants. If, if, anybody, if anybody has an Amazon, Amazon Basics dress sweatpants. Dress sweatpants. Mm. Yeah, Amazon Basics. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. Um. What do you say we talk about some games? Uh. Sure. Okay. You you played a lot since we last talked, dude. So. I barely. Pretty much. It was basically like an extra life stream for me because after oh. we got off from the. The podcast, I just went right to gaming straight 72 hours. Wow. Yeah. How much I only did you played, raise? Uh, huh? You're supposed to raise money when you do that. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I spent it on me. 
Oh, okay. So you okay. didn't you notice they have a new webcam? A worthy cause. Yeah. I only <laughs> I mean I only raised thirty dollars, but still I spent it on me and it was I thought it was worth it. Yeah. Um I only played one game that whole time though. <laughs> <laughs> 72 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's a 72 hour game called Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> I was like, that didn't take me 72 hours. So. Well, what's weird is I already had like 16 hours put into it. So it's it's almost a 90 hour game if you do <laughs> if you do the side quests. That's the thing. Yeah, you gotta get all the ponchos. Exactly. Poncho power. <laughs> um all I really need to say is I beat the game. Uh no spoilies, but Dude, that ending made it so yep. worth it. It is weird. I, I will. Okay. If I was going to be critical of the game besides ponchos and be careful, say, be help. careful. I'm just saying, Go I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Other than the fact that this is basically a reskin of Zelda breath of the <laughs> Jedi. Um, it has a little bit of a pacing issue. Yes. That would probably be mm -hmm. my biggest problem because there's a couple of things you unlock things kind of there'll be stretches where you don't get anything and then you unlock things really quickly and then you don't get anything. Yeah. Um and then from a story perspective while it's good there are times where some of those planets I th I think it just comes down to being a video game where mm -hmm. yeah you're left to do whatever you want. And when you're wandering around looking for chests and BD one is jumping in them, stealing all your stuff. Um, it, it can ruin the pacing a little bit. So I don't know how much to attribute to that, but you know, there are times when I wasn't like ready to quit, but I was just like, man, if this kind of just keeps going in this fashion, I kind of feel like it might get a little bit old and I might start to feel like I need mm -hmm. to just, rush to the finish line instead of stop for a Gatorade on the way or whatever. Um, but I'm glad I stuck it out because that said, that is still sort of a nitpick because right when I started to really feel that is when, like you said, things kind of picked up, yep. turned around, things got pretty interesting and uh, yeah, finished on a high note, which a lot of games don't really do. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of games just end like rage two is a good example where it's just like yeah. you go to the end of the level, you have a fight, they throw everything at you. And then the big bad is taken care of. And you're just like, okay, cool. And then you're plopped back out into the wasteland and you yeah. can finish up whatever you didn't finish up or whatever. Whereas here, I don't know. There was a real good, uh, full circle storytelling moment. And, I think it left on a good note to to leave leave room for a sequel, possibly. I don't know. It kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but it kind of yeah. feels like it could go anywhere from here. So, yes, I agree. I, th I think it could, too. And I, I'm with you with the whole. The whole pacing issue, like I had said that before, too, that like, there's points I was like, oh, my God, I just want this game to be over because it got to that point where just nothing was happening. But. It, it comes around and it definitely I'm glad I stuck it through. I thought of something just now as you're talking about uh, BD jumping into the chest to take all your stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we nitpicked about the collectibles last week, so we won't, we won't really dive into it too much again this time, but I, I just thought that now. So BD jumps in, grabs your stuff. I can see him grabbing a poncho or something like that. How exactly does he, he grab a paint color for the ship or himself? <laughs> and, and are you taking time to, to paint your droid? Like, it's like this stuff going on. You're going to give the, the, what are they called? The, what's the ship's name? I forgot. Oh, some bug, isn't it? Oh, no. That's going to bother me. Like, yeah. Um, like, you, you stopping to paint your ship? 
<laughs> like it's different if it's just an unlockable like in the game like hey once you hit level whatever you've earned this but the fact that he's grabbing it makes me now think about what well, what is that and how does that work mantis semantis mantis you were right it was a bug thing I, I, I didn't even look it up. It just clicked in my head just now. So I didn't, I didn't even move my hands. So he, it's true. He didn't. That was me typing. Isn't it funny how the way that that thing lands with the, the yeah. wing coming down and you're just like, that seems really pointless that that whole yep. thing moves just to move that but it's one cool. thing. But it's cool. It is cool. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> much like most of Star Wars is cool, but there's no explanation as to why it happens. Probably they they wrote a book about it it's in the books everything that ever needs to be explained is always in the the literature but none of them is canon and so you can't that's true that's true they just pick the and choose uh yeah that is funny that's where that's where you just say video games y'all mm-hmm. yep so. yeah so that's it for you that was everything i that's uh it. i tried something out oh i played a little bit of modern or um call of duty world war ii multiplayer the non-zombie OG oh, version i played one match and i felt <laughs> so bad because i'm just like i don't know what i'm doing yeah it's weird because they start you off like picking a a unit mm-hmm. or something like uh you know between your your basic rifleman support yeah. and sniper and everything so i picked one and then it kind of seemed like i really didn't have to stick with it no. or anything so i don't know the presentation was all weird there but yeah i got some kills did terrible everybody on my team except for one guy was like five and eight or something like that five kills eight deaths then there yeah. was one dude who had like 30 kills and two deaths. of course it's like course. okay i'm never i can just uninstall this game now <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only other thing i did but barely worth mentioning all right, all right. So I too play Call of Duty, but I played the new one, Modern Warfare. I did, in fact, wrap up the campaign, uh, so that is nice. done. Um, really enjoyed the story. I don't know what it was, and I, I talked about last time that I played. I was really just really bad at it, and I wasn't having a great time. Something clicked. I don't know if I just got used to it, or the game you somehow start, got easier. You started shooting anybody who was hiding under a bed. <clears throat> I think is what happened. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You just walk <laughs> into any room, and I just shot all the beds. I didn't even, I didn't even look underneath. I just shot beds. You're like, you're like in the in scary movies when somebody <laughs> comes into the room and there's somebody hiding underneath, and they're all scared, and you're the guy who's coming in and just stabbing the beds, mm-hmm. trying to yep. find them. Gosh, you're yeah, the enemy the whole time. It was. We're learning something here. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it was. It just it clicked. I don't know if the weapons felt better or whatever. I found my groove. I don't know what it was, but I enjoyed it. Um, really cool story. Really makes you, and I talked about this before too, like the realism of this game. It's there's some tough moments. Now, there's some half uh lame attempts at like uh torture scenes. Like there's one where you actually go through waterboarding and you have to actually try and breathe as they're trying to waterboard you to get information out of you and stuff like that. And that part was just kind of dumb. But like there were other scenes where um you know your character this isn't really too spoiler but your character goes back and, and it's like memories of them growing up in the middle east and like their town being attacked and having to understand as children like what do you do when that happens like they had plans like they had gas masks and they were ready to go like and you actually had to play out a level as a child um like seven or eight i think you were in the, in this level and that part was a little disturbing to okay. think about like well this is some people's real life experiences Reality. so yeah 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 so that was a little tough but overall it was a really good ga- game that the characters are so likable um you know the good guys obviously um but they did some really good character building for a game that typically isn't known for those types of things it, it really made you care about it like i almost want a sequel with with those people um 
Mm. After you beat the campaign, you unlock um, special ops, which you can play. It's more story, but it's done entirely as co-op. So you have to have a team of four people and you run through these other missions um, that kind of continue a separate story. So not really a campaign, but additional story details will come out of what happens with like the squad afterwards. So looking forward to doing that. My brother-in-law keeps trying to get me to play. I just haven't had the time. Um, And that's because... Luigi's Mansion 3 showed up from the library. <laughs> I saw you had a little interesting start with this game. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to stay completely spoiler-free, Although, except for one tidbit that I will share with people that I think needs to be told. And maybe Donnie and Cairo covered on Nintendo Shack. I'm not entirely sure, because as I started talking details, I tuned it off. Um, but this is one you, you folks don't need to tune off. It's something worth noting that all the marketing in this game totes the game as being a co-op game, which, yes... You know, 90% of this game is probably entirely playable co-op, and it's really, really enjoyable. However, it takes you a good hour, hour and a half to unlock the co-op ability. Mm-hmm. So because I planned on playing this game with my wife, I was like, oh, why don't you be Luigi? And I'll just I'll jump in as soon as Luigi comes, comes in, figuring it was going to be like after like the intro. Like, here's the little tutorial showing you how to do the controls and, you know, the beginning of the story. And then I figured he'd jump in. He didn't for like an hour and a half. So I'm sitting there just watching my wife play and getting like, pissed off I'm like, <laughs> i want to play i'm like i'm just sitting here watching you um but once once guiji was unlocked i we've been tearing this game up um we stopped um to record the show actually tonight um but we've been playing three days for a couple hours each session we're almost done i say we're probably about 80 percent done we have three more floors left to go in the hotel wow um really really enjoyable one of the best looking switch uh, games that nintendo's done so far um, the story is good because I was I always like the Luigi's Mansion games, but the humor in it is really funny. The things that the developers thought to do, little nuances, things in the background you may not notice. Um, the character designs are great uh, because it's just so much more than the other Luigi Mansion where you're kind of just fighting the same ghosts over and over again. There's a lot more types of ghosts. Mm. Um, and every floor, obviously this is all in the trailers, is different themed. Every floor is a different boss, which is entirely themed and plays out a different way as well. So there's like a lot to kind of take in that's going on here. Um, but really, really good. Really, really enjoyable. I'll save my final thoughts for after I, I finish it. But we're kind of in a mad dash because it was only a week rental is all I get from the library. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. It depends what branch library it comes from. Some of them will give you two weeks. Some of them give you a month. And like this one only gives a week. And of course, this is the one that had the game. And I get I'm like, oh, it's seven days to beat this thing. I'm like, oh, here we go. So I think I have to have it wrapped up by Monday. So I think I have to beat it tomorrow, basically, or, or Sunday morning and then bring it back on Monday. Do you kind of like having that time frame, though? Because it kind of forces you to play it and get it done as opposed to just like if you had it for a month, you'd wait until the last week anyway or something yeah although with my wife and i when we play games like yoshi like yoshi's crafting world like we try and collect everything and there are collectibles in this and we 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 haven't been focusing on it here which is fine because we know we have a limited time but we would probably want to go through and do all that stuff there's multiplayer levels and there's also like a an endless mode i guess it's like the scare tower or scare scraper and you kind of go through floor by floor by floor um but there's all these other modes that i'm not sure we're going to get a chance to play or if we do, it's going to be very, very limited. So, yeah, I kind of wish I had, like, just a little longer. Uh, and, you know, the extra two weeks would have been great, I think, to really knock it out with dedicating the time with me and my wife. And that's the other problem, is too, is getting our, both of our schedules lined up to to play together. But, um, yeah, I, I think in, in a way it is good, though, because I'm, we're tearing through it where this might have taken us a whole lot longer to get through if we did it in little chunks. We're kind of just urged to go through. And since I didn't pay for it, I don't really care. So, it's <laughs> Um, 
and then the last thing i i jumped back in i tried playing this during extra life um control uh, mm-hmm. i talked about it a little bit um donnie's playing it right now too josh and kyle have said so much about it so i'm not going to get too much into it but this is again it's been on a lot of people's game of the year list um very intriguing off the wall like like kubrick style story like just Ooh. weird doesn't make sense even as you're playing and you're unlocking the stuff that's supposed to make it make sense it doesn't still doesn't always make sense um, I'm wondering if this game is going to be one of those ones that once I beat it, am I going to understand what even happened or not? Like, it's not <laughs> really there. Long story short, there's this government agency, um, the government of it might be control or something like that. But they, they have this building that's on lockdown with like paranormal activity almost. But it's part of their day to day life. Like they knew this was going to happen kind of deal. And it's just like this kind of black ops, big brother thing. And your character, for whatever reason, is there, which isn't entirely clear. And she all of a sudden is just put in charge of this place, which is very weird too. Hmm. And you have like this gun that's called the um, service weapon. And it's basically a living weapon almost. So like, it looks like a handgun, but as you play, you unlock mods for it that will actually transition. It's the same gun. We have a handgun and it'll change into a shotgun and it'll change into like a machine gun. And it changes into this. Like it's a very weird, like living matrixy kind of thing. Um, that's really the vibes. This It's almost like a, like a, a fear game and the matrix kind of put together a little bit. So it's really weird. I'm enjoying it. A lot of like um, Jedi powers, almost like you can lift things, throw things um, with your mind. You can um, target people. Um, Yeah. It's just, I I don't really know how to describe it. It's very intriguing. What you're saying is that control is basically Zelda breath of the wild. (laughs) No, because there's no, there's no hand to hand combat. Um, no, this one's definitely different. I, I will say I'm enjoying it, but I'm wondering if either people are overlooking <clears throat> this one kind of nitpicky thing or it's mm. because they all, all have Xbox One X's. The game doesn't run great. And it's weird. It's like it, it'll takes like load screens are very, very long. You'll drop in and everything looks fine and you'll go to move with your character. And the second you go to move, everything freezes and kind of blurs for like a long period of time. And then the game kind of catches up. Ew. And it happens not all the time. Like once you get in, you're fine, but it's kind of really weird. So like if I, if I go into another room and I pause and I go to the bathroom, I go grab a drink. So I'm come back and unpause and move again. It does the same thing every single time. So I don't know if it's that like might just be an streaming or something. It, exactly. So I don't know if, if it's just because I have a one S and I don't have the X. I don't know. Um, but I didn't really hear anybody else talking about that. So it might just be because I have the, the lower end Xbox overall, but um, very cool. Very intriguing. I, for me, I still don't think it would be a game of the year, but it would definitely be a candidate uh, for sure. It's a lot of fun. And I really, really am excited to see where the story is going to go. Uh, combat can be a little frustrating at times because your character, despite having these powers at certain points is very underpowered and you get overwhelmed by a lot of people at once. And there's not really a way to heal other than you have to kill enemies and then pick up these little particles that they drop to heal. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can do like what typical games are like if you're being overwhelmed, you can kind of shoot and then go hide and kind of recharge a little bit and come back yeah. out. You can't do that in this game. Like it's like, nope, if they almost kill you, you have to kill them all before they kill you basically. And that's the only way to really regain your health. So hmm. um, there are some tough, hard points in the game, but overall it's not like it's not jedi hard where some of those combat missions you had with like, oh, the sisters were tough in jedi um it's nothing like that it's just a different type of combat different type of feel but overall pretty cool game and i know a lot of people are looking for those uh sales to, to snatch it and uh, i would say definitely it's worth looking into i really sure. wanted to, i'm interested in this one especially if you say it's like fear meets mm. what did you say it matt i don't remember 
Oh, the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> nobody's talking about fear anymore. But uh, Or the Matrix, so it's a really outdated <laughs> yeah, reference. But. That's true. Um, yeah, I was really interested in this. So I've kind of distanced myself from any of it because I know I'd like it if I played it. So when I can play right. it, I will, and then I won't have it spoiled for me. So yeah, that's no. the only reason why I haven't really said anything. I'm pretty about sure it. somebody could tell you the story and you still wouldn't understand. So, <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing it. I don't understand what's going on. So, you know, um, but yeah, that's it for me. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you updated with what happens with those games next week, but you've heard enough from us. So it's time to hear from you. Let's check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from Dev. What's your ultimate day after Thanksgiving meal? Mine is a turkey panini with cheese stuffing and cranberry sauce. He says that's the only way he'll eat cranberry sauce. Hashtag prime question. That sounds good. It does sound good. Except for the cranberries. We talked about that last week. I'm not I'm not in, I'm not in for that. But <laughs> how do you cranberry? I don't how know. How do you cranberry? Juice. That's how I cranberry. Ooh, too much <laughs> With cranberry. some vodka. Um Yum. But what's what's your ultimate day after Thanksgiving meal? Yeah, you know, I'm lazy. I just literally, I guess today, what we had for dinner is I piled up my plate with the leftovers in exactly the same fashion as I did when they weren't leftovers when they were fresh. <laughs> and then I popped that sucker in the microwave and then I didn't eat the turkey because it was dry and gross. I just ate the sides and that was that. And then everything like I don't even really like leftovers, but usually Thanksgiving you make things that will easily reheat. They're always like yeah. casseroles or yep. potatoes or whatever. But they're always like slightly worse. You know what I mean? Like the potatoes are always slightly drier mm-hmm. and more gritty. The you know, So it's always just, I don't know. And then like you heat up a bun in the, uh, in the microwave and it's kind of chewier than usual. Yep. So like yep. everything kind of gets, it's like Thanksgiving dinner, but slightly bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> What my wife does, though, is she'll take because we always have so much uh, leftover turkey is she'll make a turkey tetrazzini, but we don't do it like the the day after. We usually wait a couple days because we we can only be bothered to make a real meal once a month, apparently. So, you know, we'll we'll make that uh, in a little bit. And that that that's good because she can use the dark meat and I don't like the dark meat, Mm -hmm. but uh, if she puts it in that, it doesn't bother me as much. So I guess I'll say Turkey Tet. Okay. That's fair. I, I'm lazy like you. I just, I eat it the same way. I'll just, we took, we took leftovers with us because they insisted and I just reheated up some Turkey, some mashed potatoes, um, the the baked Mac and cheese. I found out this year. I like cream corn. I don't think corn's awesome. I've never had it, but like anytime you hear it reference in something, you're like, ew, but I had it yesterday. I'm like, this is delicious. (laughs) When I was young, I used to just eat cans Mm. of cream corn. (laughs) 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 I'm like, no joke. We'd just be like, mom, what's for dinner? And we didn't have anything planned. So I'd just be like, ah, cream corn, open it up and just (laughs) go at it. Hobo style. I guess that's awesome. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, I just I just reheat the leftovers. I eat them that way. I don't do anything fancy with them. I kind of, but I'm also not a huge leftover person. Yeah, my wife my wife hates that. Goodness. She she gets so angry because she'll she'll make a meal, and it'll be great. And then like then we have leftovers, and like two <laughs> yeah. days later, she's like, nobody's eating these leftovers. Like, I, well, I just ate it two days ago. I want to eat it again. Like, <laughs> I tried to tell my wife, I'm like, we do not need to 
save all of this taco meat that we make. Like we just need to like make half of it or something mm -hmm. because we save all this taco meat and then a month later we find it and nobody has eaten it. And I'm just like, why does this keep happening? I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. What is mm -hmm. going on? Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm glad. I anytime I say that, people like are like, you don't like leftovers? What's wrong with you? Blah I blah blah. I don't I'm know. like, I don't know. I like fresh food. I don't like food yeah. that people have half eaten and then left in the refrigerator yeah like you're right it's never know. it's never as good the next time so yeah I, but i'll eat like you know like thanksgiving so we ate at like 12 30 one o'clock yeah and then you know we all hung out we ate again at like seven so it's like but I, we ate the same stuff and it was fine then <laughs> but i had a, i had a little i had some of the leftovers today and it was it was all right but I'm like I'm not going back there again I'm like i'm not eating like there's more i'm not eating it it's gonna get thrown away in a couple days yeah i doesn't eat it I eat it out of a sense of duty to not waste food. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's there's no pleasure to be had here. Fine, I guess it. I'll eat this cream corn. <laughs> cream corn ain't gonna eat itself. <laughs> I hate my life. I don't know what I was missing with cream corn. It's a shame. Um so next question comes in from Haley. Uh what game that never got a sequel do you think oh. should? And what in one game that got one that shouldn't have. I know one right off the bat that shouldn't have. All right, let's oh, go with that I'm first. Not, let's do, let's ooh, do the wait. shouldn't have first. Well, I guess if you're saying one game that shouldn't have, are you saying only one game and a sequel? And then, because if that's the case, then mine doesn't no, count. I, I'm, I was thinking about that too as I was trying to answer it. I'm okay with it either way. The one I have is unique because it's a sequel but there's been other spin-off games that were fine it's just this one was a standout horrible game that never should have been made for a specific reason um so i'll get oh, okay. i'll get mine i'll get mine so okay. the one i was saying that shouldn't have gotten a sequel is pac-man 2 the pac-man adventures <laughs> where it was like that point and click game as opposed yes. to what pac-man was yes but i i played that for the sega genesis yes the first right one. So, so that's my point is like, okay, so yes there's been tons of pac-man games i'm fine with miss pac-man pac-man jr like th those are great but this game shouldn't have been made as a sequel because it had nothing to do with Pac-Man. It was like this weird spinoff thing that was horrible. It was just like, no, you shouldn't have ever done this. Um, so that one for me is, is a reason why I would say like, I'm counting it because yes, it's a sequel, but I'm happy other sequels are made. Just that specific one. It was an abortion of a video game. So <laughs> it's funny because I still remember playing. So there's like a narrator or something in the first game. And there would be this voiceover thing where uh, you would enter a new scene and Pac-Man would be looking around or whatever. And the narrator would go, look, look like that. And I remember that for some ungodly reason. I rented this game as a kid. And all I remember <laughs> is, look, look, why do I remember that? Thanks, hey, listen. Hey, listen. Yeah, basically, it was, hey, listen, mm. before, hey, listen existed. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, well, I was going to say my original thing was going to be uh, Andromeda, um, Mass Effect Andromeda. That was, that was what I was thinking about, too. I, was thinking <laughs> I mean, about a lot too. of people probably thinking that, but uh, maybe Rage. Ooh. Rage probably should have never got a sequel because they didn't really like a sequel should elevate everything that you did before. Take hmm. what was great. Cut the chaff from the wheat or however that works. The cream should rise to the top and cream of the corn cream of the corn should <laughs> cream up and uh, get creamier. And then you put cranberry sauce on it. And this just kind of was more of the same. And they, they did a, the one, two punch of like, I think we all said it 
was marketed really well because the marketing is nothing like the game actually yeah. is. Yeah. So that was really unfortunate. If if we're going with a one game scenario, okay. what about what about the other question? That one's tough. So I have one. I think I might have answered this before too. And and for me, it's Eternal Darkness from Ooh, GameCube, yeah. and it's because the things that that game did with messing with your mind, um, the fly on the screen that made you think that there was a fly like actually on your screen. <laughs> That's um, just mean. The blue screen errors, the can't read your memory card, the game freezes that it would do on purpose, like all the things it would do to mentally unravel you as you're playing the game on top of the stuff that was happening to your character in game. Um, like the, the sudden suicide scene in the bathtub and all these like random things that would just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I always enjoyed that. And I was like really intrigued by that type of game. And I hadn't found many that did things similar other than, you know, the, the one thing with Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear was, you know, one example. But overall, I haven't seen a game to really do anything like that since. And I've loved to play a, a more modernized version of it, even if it was just a remaster. And they just kind of redid the entire game like Resident Evil 2 style. Um, I think it'd be really cool. And I, I'd like to see more games try and push that envelope. So for me, it kind of was when I was always looking to see get made that just never happened. I um I can really only think of one game that hasn't been hasn't had a sequel lately that I can remember off the top of my head and that's Sleeping Dogs. Yes. Oh, that's a great I'm one. Really surprised that that one didn't have a really anything. It got some terrible DLC. That was about the re- that was yeah. about all it had. Or as I called it Sleeping Dragons that one time. Terrible. Um racist yeah (laughs) this was just i don't know it was one of those weird gta spinoffs that actually worked so it was was gta with way better combat yeah like i love the combat in that game was so much fun you're right why hasn't that happened again yeah Mm, i don't know i would i would do it though i would i would play that yep same same all right, and the last question comes from the boss man, Donnie. Did you pick up any Black Friday games? And then he follows that up with, I should have bought, meaning me, Kevin, uh, bought Ape Out because it was $7 on Humble Bundle. So I, I, as I said at the top, I did not buy anything, let alone games for myself. Um, my wife, however, my wife <laughs> did buy, um, I cannot even think of the name of it now. Wow. PS4 exclusive. Spider-Man. Nope. <laughs> the one with the uh, girl with the mechanical dinosaurs. Oh, um, Alloy is her name. Yep. And oh, dinosaurs is her game. Why can I not think of the? Oh, I can't think of it either, but I don't have a PlayStation. Horizon. So really... Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Okay. She bought me that for Christmas, um, but she bought it before Black Friday. So I don't know if that counts, but she got it for like 10 bucks on Amazon. So it's like wow. it was the game of the year edition. So as the DLC too, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to play this. This is the one other than the Death Stranding. It's the only other PlayStation exclusive I haven't played yet. Um, so I, she did buy me that. Um, as far as buying Ape on a Humble Bundle, I'm just going to wait, Donnie, because you know darn well it's going to end up on Game Pass. So that's one I'll just not spend money on and play for Isn't free. it? Isn't it already on Game Pass? It was on Game Pass for PC, which I okay. do not have. Okay, so, that's yeah. why I was like, why would he buy it if it's on Game Pass? Already? It's because it's, it's on <laughs> for console. It's a Nintendo exclusive right now. Ah, uh, um, one of those deals. Yeah, but I can't that way forever. So it'll end up on Game Pass. And, it'll, and when it comes to Xbox, it'll launch on Game Pass guaranteed. So I can wait. It's fine. You're, you're reading the tea leaves, and I think oh, yeah. it's going to work out in, in your favor. 
I also didn't pick up any Black Friday games, but I did before the show. I was kind of uh, reluctantly crouched at the starting line, not buying any Black Friday games because <laughs> I don't know if it really counts as Black Friday because they're doing their um, fall, like the fall sale. But on Humble Bundle, they had The Evil Within 2. And the evil within was one of those games that surprised me by like, I played it and I was like, I'm not going to like this, but I need, I want to try it out because it sounds good. And then I did like it. Uh Um, And it took me a while, but eventually I came around because I know Sean was like, yes, somebody else likes this game. And so I've been waiting for this game to go on sale for a long time. And uh, it only ever dropped to like 20 bucks. And I still wasn't like that in love with it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't have to play this right away. But then it was like 12 bucks oh. just now. And I'm just like, oh, that's just like right over $10. I could do it. I could do it. And then I was like, oh, time to start the show. <laughs> <laughs> and so like he came in to save me and I didn't spend needless money because I'm sure it'll be like six bucks, six bucks eventually. So. Right, right. That, that's one actually I want to play too. I enjoy The Evil Within as well. Uh, Donnie did too. Um, and I don't think any of us have played the sequel, ironically enough. So, Which I heard is like less kind of touchy and janky right just better in all aspects like Which a sequel should be right but none of us played it so yeah go we're just like it's a great game it's a great game have mm. you played the second one no. no no i'm good not until it comes to game pass oh the studio's closed now oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that's really terrible i'm gonna be up in arms about it people should support the game. these games when they come out you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly i'll buy it when it's five dollars exactly. but other people should yeah just buy it now pay full price um so yeah, that wraps up the questions for this week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, as always, you can let us know the questions you want us to answer on the air in our Discord. Head over to psvg.blog to get that link to the Discord, or you can tweet at us at psvg and let us be happy to address them. But now it's been a week, Lucas. Well, not really, because yeah. we recorded on Sunday. So it's been half a week, a couple <laughs> days, really. Um, but there's been some news. So let's talk about the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard. And this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. You, sir. Oh, okay. Um, Let's go with this one. So Facebook has acquired mm. the studio behind Beat Saber and the game itself, obviously. Which a lot of people are bummed. Well, a lot of people were bummed when Facebook bought Oculus Studios. Well, yep. Oculus in general. Um, so if you're just looking at the headline, I guess this kind of feels like when everybody was bummed that EA would buy a studio, you know, it's like, oh, great. They're just being assimilated into the, the Borg or whatever. Uh, but I guess they have a pretty positive outlook on this. And I think that's kind of how I'm going to take it because with this game, it is, you know, it's, it's got the, the bones of a good game. You know, right. it's like a DDR or something where you can yeah. just play it forever and all they have to do is add more content to it, yep. really. And so with that in mind, with with Facebook money, they're going to be able to buy more music and license it for the game and be able to just do more with it, I think. And then, of course, whatever they go on to do after this, um, they'll have more money behind it, basically. So I think this is a good thing. And... Uh, they, you know, they say like 
they're not going to make it an Oculus exclusive now or anything like that. They're yeah. still supporting it on non Oculus platforms. Um, you know, they still plan on doing uh, some of the additions like uh, new 360 levels, apparently, where apparently are all, you know, all encompassing, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a good thing overall. And uh, hopefully what it really does is just make it so they can make their next whatever they do next and make it uh, that much faster and bring it to us instead of like working on Beat Saber for like six years and then not being able to make anything else. Yeah, we don't like you said, it's like rock band guitar. We don't want it to end up being where just, hey, they're not going to do anything but release new tracks constantly. Um, yeah. Not really. <clears throat> Overall, though, I'm I'm with you. I don't see it as that bad. I get why people are like, oh, here we go. They're going to ruin it. But you, you got to think it. So if, if Facebook is making this purchase, they're doing it strictly to allow this developer to continue making most likely VR only content. Mm hmm. But his biggest gripes with VR right now is, well, where's the content and not just experiences, where's games and, and full fledged things we can see, like, you know, Valve with the Half-Life one coming out. But Beat Saber is one that kind of like everybody says, like, hey, if you have VR, you should be playing Beat Saber. Like, that's a game you yeah. should play. So I think it's a good move. And if this <clears throat> team can continue to make quality content, but use Facebook's money and, and power to get the game out there, um, I don't see anything wrong with that. And like I says, as long as they don't start trying to shoehorn it just to Oculus only type deal. I think it's going to be fine. And ultimately I don't see Facebook just dumping them away somewhere. I think this will be a good move for them overall. And it's just like when people do the, the Epic store exclusives and these little indie developer teams like, Hey, there's five of us that made this game and Epic gave us $8 million to put it just in their store. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to do it. It helps fund the next project. So let's go, you know, yeah, let's let Beat Saber make what's next or, or make Beat Saber better. Who even, you know, uh, somebody at Facebook said, this is just the beginning of, Facebook's plans to accelerate VR yeah. via acquisition. So, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's good news. We need somebody to basically come on board and uh, kind of back VR in a way, not from a hardware perspective, but from right. like I feel like they just comp they concentrate too much on the hardware and the specs and the field of view and the resolution per eye and everything, and and uh, nobody is really cheerleading for games and content yep. so it kind of looks like we're starting to see that now which is nice hopefully it's not too little too late because it kind of feels a little bit like it's coming on the the late side of things so. yeah yeah i can appreciate that too it's it but you you made a good point like well we need to focus off the hardware and focus on the, the content it's just like the mad you know have to get like 8k tvs out there now it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. first off most people don't even have 4k yet <laughs> yeah you can't even do hdr on yeah yeah it's like what are you rushing for there's not gonna be content to view in it like yes this will be the best viewing experience you can have like if there's nothing to watch then it's like it doesn't exactly so eh, fair enough fair enough well lucas it's going to be december so that means we have to give our updates playstation plus games and xbox game with gold so i'll lump these together uh we'll go with playstation first okay. next month's offering is titanfall 2 and monster energy yeah. supercross so interesting picks here obviously Harping on respawn's success right now with the Jedi Fallen Order, Apex Legends. Now they're gonna put Titanfall out there, so you know respawn's are kind of top of everyone's mind here. Mm -hmm. um, but Titanfall two, much critically acclaimed game as most of respawn's work is. Um, so exciting to see that hit there. Monster Supercross. So the monster brand has been attached to these dirt bike games for quite some time now. Like it was kind of surprising yeah. the first time I saw 
they're still doing it. So while it's not a game I would be interested in personally, there's got to be some sort of quality to it because they keep making them. Like it's not just, you know, been dumped. I don't think that they would take. I think you'd have to be careful with just throwing a bunch of Garbo on your platform like this. So it can't be that bad. And I mean, while it's not for everybody, look at Game Pass and how they released two mountain biking games in the same release window. You know, it's like, right. They're not bad games. They might not be for everybody and they may not be perfect, but you can't just release single player experience story, big games every single time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is the time to try out monster energy, Supercross, and, and find out you actually like it. Is it anything like trials? Do you know if it's like the side scrolling? No, whatever? no, no. It, I think it's, it's actual legit racing. Cause well, then I hate like it. The NASCAR of dirt bikes. Yeah. <laughs> NASCAR of dirt bikes. <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, yeah. well, yeah, maybe it's not that bad then. I don't know. No, it is what it is. Um, over on the Xbox side, obviously you get four games with Xbox Game with Gold Tour, Xbox 360, two are Xbox One games. So starting right now, if you're listening, so it's available December 1st, uh, mm-hmm. Insane Robots on Xbox One, which I think I've heard, but I don't know anything about it per se. Never heard of it. Okay. Uh, Toy Story 3, which is the 360 offering is available. Uh, and then in the middle of the month, you get Jurassic World Evolution, which is kind of a surprising one because good. My $60 investment last year is paying off now that it's free. <laughs> yeah. um, and Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate 8 was the Xbox 360 title uh, as well are all coming to that platform. So not a bad thing there. Like I, I, I will check out Insane Robots and I'm actually interested in trying Jurassic World Evolution because that's the one I believe is like uh, like a roller coaster tycoon, but just for dinosaurs. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. And I heard that it was pretty good. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely be interested in checking that one out. My wife will actually probably play it because she likes zoo tycoon stuff. So if it's anything like that, she might, uh, might give that a go. So pretty decent okay. offering over here on the Xbox side, which most of the, the last couple of months, people have been rolling their eyes. What Xbox is putting out there. So it's good to see a pretty decent month coming out in December, which we typically see a solid December and January because of people purchasing new consoles and maybe renewing their subscription this time of year, they always look and say, like, well, what am I getting for it this time? And they try and bring some heavier hitters, I think. Yeah, makes sense. I, I You know, I would probably give the edge to Xbox on this one. I, although, how yeah. does that work? Because they're releasing four games, whereas... They do, but two of them are 360 games that are Xbox One X enhanced. Gotcha. Um, which, which PlayStation was doing... They used to do the, the PlayStation 3 titles as well, but since they don't do backwards compatibility, they kind of just stopped doing it. So, like, well, nobody has a anymore that is still paying for ps plus on ps3 so <laughs> um they kind of dumped that so yeah xbox typically comes out with with the with the four but it, not most i shouldn't say but half of them are kind of like meh whatever and two of them are like oh right. okay here's the interesting one so gotcha um yes you're getting more but it's typically not anything super super great just tacked on stuff exactly exactly uh but for game pass which you participate in yeah uh, well, there are more titles coming in December. Uh, Darksiders 3 is coming to console and PC. Yep. Halo Reach coming to Xbox One and PC. Yeah. The last two episodes of Life is Strange 2 are hitting Xbox. Um, Pedro, Xbox yes. One and PC. So we, we neither one of us bought this one, Lucas. That's right. Save some money here. Uh, the S2 is coming to Xbox One. The Red Strings Club is on uh, PC. 
Only. I'm really excited for that one, actually. That one's a good one. Uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is coming to Xbox One. That's a and huge one. That is a huge one. I'm, I I mean, we were in my digital library, but I keep talking about how I need to go back and play this game. <laughs> Me so. too. At this point, I might as well just restart it. Exactly. Well, I'm, uh, I'm definitely restarting because I don't remember anything. Um, and then Vambrace Cold Soul. Don't know anything about this one. Uh, Xbox I, One and PC. I looked at the Vambrace Cold Soul, and it's kind of a, from what I could tell, it's a sort of a ripoff of, um, Oh boy, the here. <laughs> no, no, no. It's what's the side scrolling one? Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon. Oh, okay. Okay. At least that's what it looked like from the uh videos. So All right. uh, in December, we got a whole bunch of stuff lined up for 2020, but we'll get to that as they release. So Lucas, nice. what else yeah. do you have for news, my brother? Uh okay, so this is only gonna be exciting for a certain well, Seth, basically. Uh, so this is for you, Seth. Um, Codemasters acquires Project Cars developer Slightly Mad Studios. Um, so yeah, Slightly Mad Studios, they made uh, Project Cars and Project Cars mm-hmm. 2. Very simulation style game. I know of it mostly because it was a fairly early legit VR title. Yeah. Um, you know, back when everyone was like, well, VR works best in a cockpit where you feel like you're really driving a car. So yeah, uh, I think this is, this is actually kind of cool because to me, this is, uh, I think I read like 150 people in, in slightly mad studios who are yeah. coming to Codemasters. which, uh, if, I mean, if you don't know Codemasters, you're probably not racing, uh, but they make the F one series, mm-hmm. they make dirt rally, all that stuff. Um, whereas slightly mad studios, I guess the first game was Need for Speed Shift in 2009, which is kind of surprising, but uh, to be, for them to work on like a Need for Speed game. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because it seems to me like a like they're acquiring people who will let them make better racing games and branch out in their racing games. Mm. My guess is that they're probably trying to compete against for uh forza or yeah. forza horizon dawn and that type of thing so it's kind of a super group of racing i feel like so maybe their next project will be you know the next gran turismo or forza or whatever so pretty cool yeah. it is pretty cool so the r is that they have three games in development right now yeah. um, they're working on the third project cars game no duh um, developing a mobile spinoff, okay, Project Cars Go. But then the third is an unannounced Hollywood blockbuster, which the the CEO had teased previously was most likely going to be Fast and Furious. I was which, just going to say Fast and Furious. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. But, yeah. uh, yep. So sticking to that, but uh, Fast and the Furious one might be intriguing considering we look at what uh, Need for Speed kind of fell flat this year for a lot of folks. So while it's not you know a realistic racing sim, you know, an arcade racer in the Fast and Furious universe might be kind of cool. So, yeah, get all those uh, bro dudes with mm-hmm. their Xboxes playing their Fasts and their Furiouses. I like it. They're Fast and the Furiouses. <laughs> yes. Fa- Fates of the Furiouses of the Fast. <laughs> too, too fast. Do you yeah. think the game will have cutscenes or like the cutscenes just consist of shifting, like the shift? Just show, just showing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's just I live my life a quarter mile at the time. <laughs> um, 
Oh gosh, you know they shift so many times. It's like, what does this have? Like a ten-speed gear shift? I, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> horrible. Um, why don't you give us give us another one? Oh, okay. You're I'm gonna leave the best for last. So okay. why don't we talk yeah. about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is obvious for some, but when I read this, I was like, I was just like, good for them. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is EA's fastest-selling Star Wars game on PC. On PC, there is a asterisk, but still, there are a lot of Star Wars games. There's more on PC on than PC. on console, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. I think so. Um, but I like this article because they are so tongue in cheek about this because they're they're like uh, EA's execs must be seething while they roll around in their big pile of money. <laughs> as we know, EA has always been more interested in games as a service instead yep. of you know making single player experiences. But uh, you know, it basically goes on to say that hopefully this lets the EA do a little bit of soul searching and they'll be able to kind of figure out maybe Star Wars isn't just Battlefront games. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. They, they, they do say that uh, <laughs> this article does say it's probably the first time it's had EA has had much to boast about at least in regards to star Wars, since it wrangled the licensing deal licensing deal in 2013. So basically almost seven years of, well, I guess six of doing nothing with the star Wars license. Mm -hmm. What a waste. That's terrible. Like that uh, prints money, you know, yeah. it's like, it sells itself. Even when it's bad, it sells itself. It does. It really does. It's it, it, even you're right. Like I, I hope it would get EA to, to sit back and think, well, maybe this is what people really want. I hope EA looks at it while saying, let's let respawn do what they want to do. Because yeah, so the, so they've done Apex Legends, which has been hugely successful for them. And and yes, there are microtransactions in that, but they do it in a decent way, I feel at least. Um they have this game come out and it's people are going nuts for it. I think if they were to announce, you know, their next project is a Titanfall three people. It's all over again. Like, I think they're onto something here and let them just let respawn be respawn. Don't, don't jump in. Don't try and interfere and, and try and guide that corporate arm that they can do. And they've shown in the past that they can do to other developers and making them do what they want to see. Just let them be, let them be. They're doing well. Let them figure it out. If, if they want to make another Star Wars game, you let them just let them do it because they will find an answer. Let them be. The Beatles. They said that. I thought that was you that said that. Well, the Beatles, Lucas Rose. You're in the Beatles? Yeah, I was the star of that movie where the world forgot what the Beatles were. And <laughs> I just was like, hey, I'll play all their songs. Yeah. No probs. So, so Lucas, let's talk <laughs> about some studios not doing things right now. Allegedly. Oh, I like that. Okay. So Kojima Productions veteran Imazu departs following Death Stranding. So this guy has been with Kojima for almost years. He's a founding wow. member of the new studio. And as a corporate director, he oversaw all production on Death Stranding. Uh, oh, my gosh. Every single Metal Gear Solid title since 2001, Sons of Liberty. Uh, he was producer for Guns <clears throat> of the Patriot, Phantom Pain, Metal Gear Rising. Um. The reason remains unclear, 
but due to some sources, they're saying it was due to a disagreement with productions, other directors. Hmm. So nobody's commenting. Nobody's saying anything here. It's bad news for Kojima here. This is weird that somebody that's been by his side this entire time leaves due to disagreement with other directors, but wouldn't been and be like, this is my bro for the last 20 years. It worked on every game I've done. Like, yeah, seems kind of weird. Well, and whenever this happens, I feel like it's usually when it's, I feel like the Japanese culture is to not talk about things like this very much. Whereas in America, it's just like, go to Twitter immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we might not ever know really what the problem is, but yeah, you have to wonder what is the future, uh, especially when he, as he, like we talked about last week, he gears up to make a horror game. Mm -hmm. Is this going to really happen? Because overseeing all of those games, you're in charge of like the overall tone of the structure of everything Mm -hmm. that's going on. Like, you're the you're the the filter, as it were, to to make sure that everything is cohesive. Yep. And you know, you've been on board with Kojima's certain brand of crazy for quite some time. Yeah. It might be a little bit hard. I would imagine one of these other people that he was fighting with will have to step up, but it could be the last, you know, that might have been a, a piece of ingredient, you know, like when you make a cake and you forget one ingredient yep. and then you try making it anyway. And then it turns out horrible. Yep. Well, it, yeah, it might, it might happen. It might, you can add, you can add as much sugar as you want, but if you forget the flour, that cake is going to be, disgusting. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, especially 20 years, that's a long time. You, they're friends, you know, right. Right. You to be at that point. Like he let, he left with them, you know, went with them to the new company. Like, it's just crazy. And you figure if, if he was able to rein in Kojima from his crazy ideas and we still got what we got, <laughs> yeah. imagine, imagine what left, what was left on the room floor, like stuff like that. So it's like, you think this guy would be a pro at just managing it. And you know, he's not retiring. It's anything like that. It's kind of just, well, what's going on here, but you're right. The culture there, I don't, I don't think we'll hear anything. And I think if we do, it's going to be just Kojima um, who's a little more talkative, but even him, he stays kind of on point on, on what he wants to discuss. So if he doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk about this, you're right. It, it won't ever come out. I'm sure they'll main, maintain friendship. I would imagine. I hope so. I hope it's not anything like to that level. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, speaking of which, I'm leaving, by the way. <laughs> I can't work with you anymore. Yeah, find a new co-host again. Jeez, I thought this was working out well. Fine. <laughs> Creatively speaking, I hate you, but we can still be friends. <laughs> do, you, do you know what Jason Lacey's doing on Thursday nights? Uh, not me. Podcasting, I mean, podcasting. Yeah, oh, oh, right, right. Uh, on that note, I believe you had one more story yes. to go over tonight. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I did, I, contrary to popular opinion, I would imagine, I do read most of these articles before I, before <laughs> I bring them to the table. But I had to read this one simply due to the headline, which reads, Cyberpunk 2077, that little gem of a game, will have mo-capped sex scenes. Meaning somebody has to act that out as, as we talked with our guest, Sean Baichu, somebody has to put on the suit to somebody's probably. <laughs> well, I mean, he did all of the somebody. That's true. So maybe, maybe one not limited to two, not limited to one, I guess. Um, but here's the funny thing. So I go on to read this article 
I mean, that's interesting in itself, right? But I go on to read it and it's actually more, it's less about like that part of what this article was trying to tell you and more about other things, which, uh, let's see, let's see if I can find it really quick. Um, it'll be not quite as long as uh, Witcher three, but slightly more replayable, which was kind of interesting to me. Hmm. I actually kind of was glad because, well, we've already talked about how neither of us have beat Witcher three, so I don't need it to be uh, much more long, much longer than that. Um, there will be side quests and stuff that will be more branching and intertwined than they were in the Witcher three. That's good. And that the choices players make will have a much greater impact on plot progression and outcomes, which is presumably where the increased replayability comes from, mm. which that's always promising, but always a little scary because does that mean really your choices just amount to two endings? Are there a ton of endings? Is it actually going to be replayable or is it going to be, eh, I'm just going to watch the rest of this on YouTube and not bother to replay it. You right. Know? Right. Um, some of the other bits that this person thinks were new and certainly I didn't know were the day and night cycle will impact gameplay. For instance, darkness will reduce visibility and the crowds that will be around, which would make it easier to sneak around. Oh, okay. Uh, but weirdly, the dynamic weather won't. The, hmm. the NPCs will react to it, but the dynamic weather won't really change. Uh, so if it's raining. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing. You'd think you'd be able to be a little bit more loud, but but whatever. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, there's a little bit more in this article and then they go on to talk about the mocap sex scenes, which they are, you know, dead set in their first person. Well, is this writer, I can't take credit for this FPS first person sex scenes, (laughs) (laughs) um, which they make a good point. How are they not, how are they going to dodge the adult only rating here? Yeah. Because they're just going to do missionary because that's not much of a scene at all. That's just somebody's face up in your face. If you're not familiar with how that that works. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good to know. (laughs) Let me write that down. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I will draw you a diagram. Oh, oh, good. Good. Okay. Tab A, slot B, that whole Uh, thing. um, Yeah. I don't, I don't first person sex scenes in a video game. I don't, I don't know how I feel. To be honest, it's like, that's just weird. It's already weird, like if you're playing Grand Theft Auto, even like the God of War had them, which are like somebody just walks in the room. So now I'm like, <laughs> now you can throw a first person in the way. I'm like, that's yeah. even worse. I'm like, I don't know. Well, as know. a I- purveyor of virtual reality, <laughs> <laughs> I I can say that uh, it's not as weird as you think. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh. It does seem kind of weird to mocap it, honestly. It, it seems weird that they're putting that much effort into this particular part of the game. Yeah. I guess I can appreciate it. it's not just going to be the same like three animations, depending on how often this comes up. Maybe it's up to the player how often this comes That's up. That's true. I mean, if it's anything like Grand Theft Auto, you visit whenever you want. But uh, right. yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's your thing. I guess... Uh, Close the blinds, turn off the lights, and get yourself some FPSs. If Makes you know sense. What I'm saying. Fair enough. I, I think we should get the hook out and end the show now before we go into a dark, darker place. <laughs> I guess. I just gotta say that uh, I'm getting more and more scared about playing this now because I'm just like, 
with all the news surrounding this and now this, I'm just like, I can only play this at night when my kids are in bed now yeah. and with headphones on probably. That's true. Cause they didn't even talk about the audio for these sex scenes. Yeah. The audio is probably gonna be the worst part. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Well, that being said, let's wrap up. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. We appreciate you listening. Lucas, where can people find you if they want, if they, if this wasn't enough Lucas for a week, where Ooh. else can they get more Lucas? Well, you know, I live, my address is, if you want to come to my no, house. No, no, don't, 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 internet, you don't want to, there's creepy people. You're right, you wanna, you're right, sorry. You listeners, you're not creepy, but other people might find out. Right, if you're right. not in the Discord, but you listen to the show, you're probably a creeper, is what we're saying. I'm most likely, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I'm on the Discord, and I'm usually creeping there, and, uh, you know, I hang out at that PSVG. I don't go into the um, Nintendo Shack that often because there's a lot of Pokemon hanging out in there and they're weird now. The Pokemon, not the people. Well, the people too, but yeah, the, people too. The, the Pokemon, you know, ghost stumps or whatever. Uh, children who are dead. It's so sad. Uh, and then I also do a podcast with my buddy Jason. Fuck suppose we do silly, crazy stuff sometimes. Not during Thanksgiving. Or Christmas or New Year's. New Year's or Valentine's Day. Why did that? <laughs> but anything that ends up on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's a lot of Tuesday holidays coming up. So, yeah. <sighs> but Safe Space was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You talked about CD Projekt Red. So, if, if you subscribe now to Flux to Pose, you can hear that more in depth conversation around CD Projekt. Wow. A, uh, somebody other than me plugged my thing. I think yeah. that's a first. Plug my. Mm. A lot of, yeah, lot no, of let's, not, let's not go there. Um, so head on over to the website, psvg.blog, to find the links to all of the things, including our Patreon, including our Discord, including all the other awesome shows. We have something for everyone, whether it's board games, PlayStation, Xbox, even Stadia, if you listen to that. I don't know. People, I saw blog. Donnie's video of that Stadia. Whew, looking rough. It is. It is. But if you want to hear about it, Head on over there and sign up there. You can follow me at PSVG Kevin on Twitter on basically everything Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, the whole nine. Uh, follow the site, the network on at PSVG on Twitter. But most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop gaming. That's some ASMR for you. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.